So, here's what I knew about the boys in the band going in. And I think you should know it, too. Prepare for a brief history lesson. I think it's really important to understanding the importance of what you're about to watch. And you should watch it. All right, so anyway, it was a 1968 off-Broadway play debuting right before the gay liberation movement, which turned out to be awful timing because screenwriter turned playwright Mark Crowley, himself a member of the LGBT community, wrote his play about what it was like to live in a world that in large did not accept the LGBT community. But when the gay liberation movement kicked off right after, basically right after this play debuted off Broadway, many in the LGBT community didn't care for it because they felt the boys in the band cast the LGBT community in a negative light as cruel and self-hating instead of proud and promoting love. And you know, you can see their point, uh, particularly I think with the earlier versions of this story, because William Friedkin adapted it into a film in 1970, one of the first major films to feature openly gay characters. And I watched some clips online before I watched the Netflix movie, and the film is very acerbic, very stark, very bleak. Now, what has Ryan Murphy done with it? I think he's done a lot. He's adapting the 2018 Tony-winning Broadway revival, notable for not only its entirely gay cast, but that all the actors are not only openly gay, but some of them are incredibly successful and beloved by many, many fans, including me. I'm a huge fan of Jim Parsons, Zachary Quinto, Matt Bomer, and Andrew Reynolds. Side note. Uh, I went to see Lobby Hero when uh, the boys in the band was on Broadway, and Matt Bomer, who I guess had a day off, was in the audience too. I was like, oh my god, it's Matt Bomer! Now, I didn't get to see the boys in the band on Broadway, but I did uh, look up some set photos, and it seemed even that adaptation had a dark, edgy, you know, tone to it. It had a little, the apartment, uh, the setting of the place seemed a little Studio 54. It was, you know, it was also, it was darker. And here, oh, by the way, here's something interesting. That 2018 revival was directed by Joe Mantello, himself an openly gay actor, who you might recall was Justin Ryan Murphy's Hollywood, where he played a closeted studio executive. And he was, in fact, one of my favorite characters on that show. I thought he just did a wonderful job. I thought he was just so likable, and you just were pulled, in, pulled into his world um, immediately. And I think he's brought that quality to his film. Uh, to his film version of the play, that the revival that he directed. I have to say, I think he's an incredibly talented film director, uh, as well as a talented actor. I mean, he hasn't, he did direct a movie before, but not since 1997 when he directed Love, Valor, uh, uh, Valor, Compassion. And I have to say, I think that his and Netflix's The Boys in the Band is absolutely wonderful. And interestingly, despite the history I just went over with you, I think one of the most noticeable things about it is its warmth. Oh my God, the cinematography from Bill Pope and his lighting team, masterful. There were so many times where I was watching it, I was like, that's just a gorgeous shot. And the lighting on that is just perfect, both realistic and a little bit fanc like fanciful. It was just, it was ideal. That's the best way to describe it. Now, sure, all the characters are still deeply unhappy. And I, but I, on that note, I want to point out that unhappiness and self-loathing aren't reserved for the LGBT community, which in my opinion, makes this film very relatable to a lot of people. Many of us, many of us find ourselves unable to achieve personal happiness. Uh, while it seems so easy for others, you know, we struggle with that. And of course we can't help but wonder if maybe we're the problem. I, th I know that every single one of you I think has had that, has gone through this emotionally, because it's human. 
Society, the media, advertising, Hollywood, they sell you the idea that everyone's happy all the time. And if you're not, it's because you have a problem that they can fix. But the truth of the matter is that almost no one is, which is why those are such effective advertising techniques. Uh, so, and I think that makes this film quite touching. I felt so bad for a number of the characters. I'm like, just love yourself, man. Just love yourself. And when, the, and when people are unhappy, all people, they often lash out, as they do here. I thought that nothing seemed, everything seemed very organic to me. I could understand where a number of the characters were coming from. But it is made clear that deep down, everyone at the party, even Harold, who is a, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Harold. I don't want to give anything away but that everyone is such a kind person. I really thought that was wonderful. I mean, watching this movie, I felt like I got an invitation to Harold's birthday party. And despite all the drama, I really had a good time and I truly enjoyed the company. I would be very lucky to have any of these characters as, as, a, as a friend, as would you. I think they were just all wonderful. By the way, I also wanted a piece of that cake. And I have to say, the lasagna looked pretty good too, but the cake in particular, I was like, pass me a piece of cake, it looks great. Uh, and these are, I think it may also is made very clear that this isn't a group of men stuck with each other because no one else will have them. I don't know if, I haven't seen the play, the original play, and I didn't see the, I didn't see the full 1970 movie, and I didn't see the revival. But here in this film, this Netflix film in 2020, it seems very much like a support system of people who genuinely care about each other and are lucky to have one another. Uh, also, I don't know if this is a set or a real New York City apartment that they found to film in, but it is charming. Wow, what a location. Yeah, it's a bit too nice, but it's not sitcom too nice. It had enough quirks to make you feel that Jim Parsons Michael could really live here. I mean, they made it clear that he lives beyond his means, which I thought was interesting. I really liked that. I thought it, such wonderfully sketched characters. The chemistry amongst the cast, who of course perform this play together every day for the Broadway production's four-month run, is amazing. And again, they seem like true friends, which includes both the good and the bad. These are these feel like real relationships. I'd also like to add that Tuck Watkins and Andrew Reynolds, this is fantastic, are now in an actual relationship, having fallen in love while doing the play on Broadway. Uh, and while the cast is super, the whole cast is superb, I want to underscore that, but there are standouts. Jim Parsons, who is making up for lost time, playing a straight character for over a decade, is wonderful here. Uh, I thought he was good in Hollywood too, even though I thought the role that he played was irresponsible. I didn't like the way they handled that. It was a very tricky thing to handle, and I, I think Ryan Murphy didn't do a good job. But I have to say, overall, Jim Parsons is really benefiting from his new creative partnership with Ryan Murphy. These are amazing roles, and he is knocking them out of the park. Zachary Quinto, who, ma who makes Harold just odd enough to stand out and be mesmerizing, but not so odd that you're like, why would anyone be this guy's friend? The clip that I saw from the 1970 film included Harold, and I thought that version was very, was very cold and off-putting. I think Quinto's performance is much more nuanced. It's more organic. I think... I think these actors really did the work to understand where their characters are coming from, and you, you can see that and feel that. And Robin DeJesus walks the very fine line of camping it up as the comedic relief, but again, still presenting a very rich, nuanced, detailed character. I thought he was, he was lovely. Also, Mantello does a great job expanding the play beyond the stage because this is a film adaptation from Michael's two-story apartment with a, but it's not, it's like a, a it's a one, it's a small apartment. Again, it's still realistic. It's a small apartment with a loft bedroom and bathroom and this really charming ra uh, wraparound staircase. I don't know if you've ever been to Serendipity in New York City, which was actually started by some members of the LGBT community. They sold it recently and it's not quite the same. 
But this apartment feels a little bit like that. Uh, but, you know, still more realistic. Serendipity has uh, like some flair to it because it's a, it's a fanciful restaurant. Uh, but it, it was just, so I mean, I'm just trying to, I guess what I'm trying to say is spaces like this in New York City do exist. And it's not unreasonable that someone could have gotten their hands on an apartment like this. It's, it's what they call a gem when you're apartment searching. So that apartment had a wraparound terrace. It was gorgeous. It was wonderful. And when it started to rain, I felt like it started to rain. But then also in the opening and closing of the film, they show everyone coming and leaving the party. And with just a couple of strokes, they masterfully help you learn more about these characters. Really just some charming moments that were showcased that I was like, that's beautiful. To me, The Boys in the Band is as quintessential a New York story as Neil Simon's work and Woody Allen's early work before, of course, he became justifiably, you know, it's, it's deserved, a pariah. Uh, but I just thought this was just absolutely wonderful. I thought this was a charming and moving film. And it didn't feel dated to me at all. I think they've turned this into a story. They've evolved it, I think, into a story, which also, I think, reflects the LGBT experience in some ways, uh, what actors can bring to the table now, that they can take a step back from Mark Crowley's pain and anger and sadness and give it some more nuances because it's not quite as fresh as it once was, but I think still lingers. It's just really smart. I really liked it. But I think so not only is it something now the LGBT community can be proud of, and also with these with this cast, I think that's really incredible that these actors are all openly gay and quite successful because, of course, so many actors had to be closeted back in Mark, uh, Mark Crowley's day um, and, and couldn't come out. Which Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, inversely papers over that and tries to rewrite that, which I think is not not a, not a good idea. You should you have to know the fires that things were forged in. But anyway, also I feel that the boys in the band is now a story that's relatable to people beyond the LGBT community. I mean, I just really enjoyed it. That's my review of the boys in the band, which is now streaming on Netflix. You can watch it right now, and as you can see, I highly recommend it. So share your own thoughts down below. Subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.